Hi everyone, I'm Herman Hulst, head of PlayStation Studios, and I'm honored to present the first state of play of 2024. The first three years of PS5 have given us incredible stories, immersive worlds and groundbreaking gameplay from PlayStation Studios and their partners. We've also expanded PlayStation Plus with new features including PS5 game streaming. And with PSVR 2 and PlayStation Portal, which released last November, we're committed to offering new and surprising ways for audience to interact with their PS5. But none of this means anything without great games. Hello there, and welcome to episode 83 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm joined by the Herman Hulse to my Hideo Kojima, John. Now, oh, John, I don't like you that much, though. Oh, <laughs> 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 are you saying I won't be a PlayStation Pal anymore because this is, in fact, the last episode in which we'll be calling ourselves PlayStation Pals. Yeah, yeah, we're going to become the Hideo Kojima podcast. Oh. You have been replaced. Uh, <laughs> since I am Herman Holst, you have been replaced by our good pal Kojima. But no, yeah, that's, uh, I think you're onto something there, bud. Yeah, so we've been teasing this for a while that we are going to change the name of the show. Uh, this is in line with just an evolution of the show, not a big major change in, as far as the format or how we are doing the show. Just as we've talked about, we want to you know, push the show further, and you can't really take a show that is using the PlayStation name in it further. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is trademarked by PlayStation, and as we've as you've heard on this very show, we talk more. We just don't talk about PlayStation. We talk about Xbox. The Xbox chumps t take over. Maybe want to do a Nintendo Friends segment or something <laughs> like that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, so the name is coming. It'll be by next episode. In fact, if, if you, you know what it is. Yep. In fact, if you follow us on social media, you'll you'll know before that because we're looking to change it this week, mm -hmm. and then you know by the next episode, it'll you'll you'll hear all, everything. The new name. It'll be there, so don't freak out if when things are different in your feed. But again, like I said, the, the format's the same, the six things. John and I will still be here. Uh, there'll be some new music. We won't have the PlayStation intro anymore. And yeah, yeah it's exciting. Nick's terrified that somebody's going to swoop in and steal the awesome name that we've chosen <laughs> between now and when we post. So yeah, we can't, can't share it now. But um, yeah, echoing everything Nick says, we... You know, when we started this thing fucking 85-ish weeks ago or whatever it is at this point, I know we took like one or two weeks off in the middle. You know, didn't really know where it was going to take us, didn't really know if we'd gain an audience. And, um, you know, while we haven't gained thousands and thousands of listeners, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if I speak for you, Nick, but just even the little amounts of emails we've gotten from Jesse and Mark and pals of the show, you know, guys we know outside of here. It's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of... A lot of um, a lot of motivation to keep going, to keep pushing, to keep trying to make this thing a little bit better. Um, and while you mentioned it's not a major change in any way, shape, or form, uh, I think the name fits us a little better. I think the name flows, and it'll allow us to try and broaden the reach that we, the limited reach that we already do have, and hopefully, you know, gain gain some extra, some extra PlayStation pals across the globe. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and then we don't want to turn people off to the show that aren't just playing on PlayStation as well. We right. want to open that up to to all gamers and, you know, have input from more people, even though, you know, you know, obviously PlayStation is dominating. Uh, we really do want to talk about all games, all kinds of things, and really open, you know, and not have the title of the, the podcast be limiting so and and let's be honest it's because my kids take up so much of my time i can't play playstation nearly as much as i can play my switch <laughs> so we need to fill it in somehow <laughs> yes yeah, so so yeah this is exciting again this will be the start of a giant push uh, on our end to promote the show more uh do more giveaways get more get more people involved and yeah it's exciting are we are we starting um, are we going to revert back to episode one starting next week no. or is that going to be episode 84? No, we're going to continue with the numbering. Keep the streak going. Got <laughs> yep, it. we're going to keep the streak going. So so that'll that'll keep going. And then the other thing I want to bring up in this intro, it wasn't going to be a thing, but yesterday was a crazy, crazy day as far as video game news. Now, we touched on this a few weeks ago. Uh, that there are some rumors that some games on Microsoft's end are going to go multi-platform. In particular, Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush. Yesterday, that really started picking up (laughs) steam uh, with some heavy hitters, Tom Henderson, Tom Warren of The Verge. They started leaking even more stuff. Now Starfield is is thrown into the mix. Indiana Jones and the Circle of Truth is thrown in the mix. And what we're hearing is that internally at Microsoft, that there may be an initiative to kind of leverage the how strong PlayStation is in the market, how many consoles they have, to kind of recoup the cost of some of these games. So the games that we already mentioned, uh, Starfield, Indiana Jones and the Circle of Truth, and again, not... and. And in the case of Indiana Jones, not day and date, just, you know, several months later, release that game and start releasing more of their titles multi-platform and that this is this is very likely happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it seems like every, every leaker on the planet believes this to be true. Right. Now, Microsoft, mum on the world, mum, mum on this entirely. They're not denying it. They're not saying it's true. So again... Entirely rumor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pass this back to you, John. Sure. You know, when we first brought this up, you you, were, you said this wasn't very likely. You know, you said Switch more likely because we've, we've seen with Ori. Right. It made its way to Switch. But as you also famously say, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. How do you feel about this now? Um, yeah, I, I am a smoke, there's fire guy. And the sheer amount of people discussing this and talking <laughs> about it, it feels like an open secret amongst the people who are in the know. And so, uh, yeah, I kind of am in the camp that I, I think uh, we're at the cusp of some major video game moment. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a Sega moment where they Microsoft is going to try and bow out of the console space, not even compete there anymore. Maybe try to just become the world's largest publisher. Don't really know what their end game is, but I think it's it would be irresponsible to avoid and not talk about some of the things that are being said at least right now. And so, 
I just wanted to go down this list that I saw uh, where I think a lot of these, this information is coming from besides the Tom Hendersons uh, of the world, but from xCloud Tim Dog, it seems like he was on a podcast with a couple other people. I'm not familiar with him. I don't really know what his cred is, but it seems like a lot of the things he say, he's saying, people are taking them seriously. So he, he made a list of bullet points uh, that kind of, quote unquote, explain why Microsoft made this decision to go third party. Uh, and so... Uh, just to reiterate what Nick said, it's pure speculation, pure rumor, um, and, but and specific titles. Like it's not; it doesn't sound like everything is on the table here. It, it doesn't. doesn't sound like but at the same time, Nick, I mean, they're throwing out like today, like Gears of War is on the table, and if Gears of War is on the table, at what everything is on the table? Because there's no absolute no reason to say like, well, we're gonna gate these three franchises off because that's that's not going to make you any money those you know if they don't have enough cachet with the the games that they have exclusive to them now it makes no sense to chop that down and say well but you can only can play these here so i think they're kind of in this all or nothing space and it seems like they're edging towards the all um but that's not without his caveats go ahead so let's let's quickly say why yesterday why yesterday are the floodgates there Mm. Great question. Why the floodgates open with two games, with games that obviously underperformed, right? We can easily explain Starfield. We can easily explain Hi-Fi Rush. But now we're seeing games that aren't even out yet. Yeah. Games like Halo, the next Gears of War. <clears throat> you would think right now Microsoft is in probably its best position to counter Sony. They just completed their acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We just saw uh, Xbox Developer Direct in which we said, you know, if all those games hit this year, Xbox is having a good year. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of this, mm-hmm. th- as you said, even if, let's just say, let's just leave the Gears of War out, Halo out. Let's just say it's Starfield, Hi-Fi Rush, um, sea of Thieves, and I think I'm missing one more. Am I missing one more? <laughs> Starfield, High Fire, Sea of Thieves. Am I missing one more? Oh, uh, Indiana Jones. Okay. The other, so you got the three Bethesda games and Sea of Thieves. That is still, even that, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are echoing this online, it is, it is very much like Microsoft is throwing in a towel, right? Yeah. And, and you echoed that earlier when we were talking about this. Why now? <laughs> Why at this specific point? Why right after the acquisition? Why are they considering all this now? Is is is, is this the why is this the breaking point? I mean, I think it's just Is it everything you said last yeah, week? Yeah, it's the financials are fucked in the industry. The financials mm-hmm. are fucked from top to bottom. Um, and I don't think even the top dogs at these companies quite know how to tackle it. And it seems like at least Microsoft has kind of made a series of bad bets to try and get themselves out of it. And a lot of that is, um, you know, decisions they made. But I think a lot of it, too, is just kind of this, the situation that they find themselves in. Losing the Xbox One generation just kind of put made them place these crazy, crazy bets on Game Pass and subscription services. We see that those, uh, those are flatlining a little bit. They're not getting as much margins, as much revenue as they thought. They're not getting enough people uh, to subscribe to there to, like, keep this thing healthy and feed it. And so they're kind of trying to explore different ways that we can increase our margins to keep it going. And when you combine everything that they've done in the past couple of years, you know, 
that don't, doesn't seem to move the needle at all, all whether that's release, you know, uh, exclusive Bethesda game studio game in Starfield didn't move the needle. Acquiring Activision Blizzard, you know, makers of Call of Duty, the largest game uh, in the world, didn't seem to move the needle. A lot of that is going to be, you know, in the future. So we don't really know the pure impact of that. But it just seems like everything that they do they cannot gain any more traction and it makes total sense you know i am if you're not if you don't have the games there if i've built my platform for ps4 there's no reason that i would want to invest my time and money into the xbox ecosystem so i think they're looking at it and they're saying look we can make straight up just more money if we try to do a push to become the world's largest video game publisher, which, you know, obviously they are purchasing Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, one thing that this would allow them to do is if they are going to just put their games everywhere, you know, that passes a lot of FTC hurdles, different things like that to just keep gobbling up. Cause they go, look, we're going to put it everywhere. It's fine. we just want to make more and more money. Um, but just to go through some of the, the bullet points that xCloud Tim dog here says, um, Says in the last three months of the year, they had no, they had consoles for three fifty, and no one cared. Right, echoing the the just sheer amount of people that don't want to really invest in that ecosystem. Apparently, the Xbox One was more wanted than the Series X consoles, which I can't fucking even fathom how that's true. I would like to know a little bit more information because, on that. Because is it, <laughs> because wildly enough, you can play Starfield on it through cloud streaming. Right, so they're seeing that nobody that our our customers aren't trying to get the the top the twelve teraflop Xbox Series X. So if all of these things keep lining themselves up, why would they not want to just make an app that goes onto a, a, a TV? Why would they not want to make some sort of Apple four K uh, Apple TV box that it's just a little box that can access Game Pass, but that's it. There's not going to be exclusive games for them. I really truly believe that this is the path that they've been going down for a while, and we're finally starting to see some of these huge dominoes fall. Um, you know, that's just where I feel. I feel like it's going to happen. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really quite know how to how to say it clearly, but it's just everything that comes out of the Xbox camp is just negative, 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 negative. Game Pass is unsustainable. The market they have is not enough to offset the costs. Um, they're talking about even not putting Call of Duty on Game Pass because that wouldn't allow them to make all those a la carte sales and gain more money. It's just, the, it's just a financial fuck from top to bottom. And I don't know, you know, the, the days of being able to make a Grand Theft Auto year after year after year, like they used to, is, is not possible anymore. And if we're not charging more for games, what's Wait, up? Hang on. something just dropped? Did we just? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yep. We have, we have Phil Spencer. Oh, oh really? <laughs> we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. Interesting. Wow. All right. We got a live update, folks. That's never <laughs> happened on the show. Well, th and then that's probably a really good place to put a pin in this for now, then, honestly. Like, if they're going to speak on this, you know, we don't need to really speculate. But, um, I, well, I guess, well, is it true or not? I think it's true. Yeah, I do. To what degree? Uh, I don't think they're going to come out and straight up say next week that everything we're making from here on out is going PlayStation, but I think that we'd all be fooling ourselves if the trajectory is going to change in any <laughs> in any marked way. Like they're, they, I, th I kind of expect them to come out and say yes, uh, we are we are uh, expecting to put our games on competitors' platforms 
um, at a time after launch. I don't, I don't, I think they're going to be very clear about that. But like, these are still coming to Microsoft mm. first. And then, you know, at least for this generation. And then, and then maybe they say like they'll come to PlayStation a year after or something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. This is like kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, when, when Sega died in the hardware space, I was 11. So like, I, don't, I don't quite know, you know, what, what happens here. But, you know, it'd be interesting if, if Xbox does go away, does, does some other company try and come in and, and, and make a console? Like that seems to always happen when somebody goes away. I don't know. There's just a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of interesting, uh, interesting talk about this in the next coming week, couple weeks, I think. I think they'll be. I think they'll be very. Their words will be chosen very specifically. They always are. I think they'll. I think they'll. It'll be like case by case, <clears throat> case by case basis. Hi-Fi Rush, yes. Starfield, yes. Sea of Thieves, yes. Any other games, we will let you know in the future. We will not tell you about uh, Indiana Jones because. Why would I buy it on Xbox if I know it's coming to PlayStation or anything like that? And I know you're setting a precedence, right? If mm -hmm. Starfield already is there. But I would be, like I said, I would be like, it's case-by-case -case basis. We are not promising anything. But these are the games we're, we're saying that are going to be there. I don't disagree with you, but I would respect him a hell of a lot more if they took a more con concrete stance. Because, like, it is. It's just, I, I, under, I fully agree. You know, if you say... Indie is coming to PlayStation that will crush any subscriptions that that game would generate or whatever the case for their ecosystem. But at the same time, I, as a person in that ecosystem, would be like, well, I don't, I'm not going to just sit here and wait for every single game that gets announced for you to say if it is going to come to PlayStation or not. <laughs> like, I'm just going to get, that's going to get old very quickly. And I almost think like, yeah, dude, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, it feels like they're at this inflection point. And I, I feel like the industry as a whole has been kind of not wanting to really talk about it. A lot of the discussion is like, oh, Xbox is coming back. You know, Game Pass is a good value. There is there is a path here. But if I'm being honest, like in my balls, in my deep in my belly, like the past year or two, I was just like, I don't see how they come back from this. I just don't see. I don't trust their game developers. Every single time they release a game, whether it's Redfall or Starfield, they seem a little bit lackluster. We saw the showcase, like Avowed look a little lackluster. Um, Indie looked a little lackluster. It's just like, it just seems like they're, maybe they're not one of that top three people anymore. They're just like, we're going to, we're going to pump out games. We're going to get our 30% rip from being the publishers and we're going to, you know, make money that way and move on. Cause we got to recoup $70 billion somehow. It's, it's I mean, crazy. I don't know. It, it, there's so many different angles you can look at, look at this thing from. It's Microsoft. I mean, they can, they can, they can play the long game. They've, they've been here long enough. Like, but do no one else could survive to? the Xbox One era <laughs> if it wasn't sure. Microsoft. So, For sure. you know, and you don't buy Activision Blizzard without some kind of long-term plan. You don't sign a 10-year Call of Duty with PlayStation if you don't have some kind of long-term plan. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's funny to say, too, that all of this got leaked apparently from some employee on at Microsoft who heard wind that this type of stuff was getting discussed and they really don't want it to happen so they just decided to leak it and right. then create public discourse. <laughs> right. And for all we know, like next next week they could go this is all like this was all just being considered. It's not true. 
For know? sure, for sure. I think they would just make a statement right now if that were the case. Because they said in the in the post, right, like we have developments or we have business strategies to discuss, right? And in, in, in Phil Spencer's statement, yeah, we're planning a business. Yeah, so I don't I don't think they're just going to say nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's possible. Be like, no, we're not doing that, but we are doing this. Like that could be a thing. Um, but again, smoke. There's fire. There's there's reasons that all of these people in theverge.com is comfortable enough to publish an article about it. Like, you know, you usually don't see those, those big boys actually publish the articles unless if they have concrete evidence, because that's journalistic integrity that's on the line at that point. It's not some, you know, Twitter user that goes, that people forget about in two seconds. So it's a, it's a lot, man. I, you know, between what we have uh, in the show coming up for this show next week, like there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to talk about right now. And it's, it's, it's kind of a little overwhelming. So yeah. we're gonna watch that grounded documentary. I don't know when we're gonna fit that in. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you know, it's like since I've since I've known John, we've I've we've been together for some crazy crazy announcements. I know I, I was standing next to him when Xbox announced they were buying Bethesda, and and you know we were I no I think you were you were at home. I was at home for the Activision, Activision Blizzard one. Yeah, because I like, had my kids, my girls. You know, just these crazy Xbox moments. And then would you think we would be here? Like, I just, I don't. No, it's interesting because like, like I keep kind of saying, like I've, I've had this feeling for a while, but I don't know how much of that is me analyzing the industry or just like the people I listen to, right? I, I talk about Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols a lot on the show and he's my main, excuse me. He's the main guy I listen to, you know, editor for PlayStation at IGN, founded kind of funny, dude who knows his shit, right? And he's been saying for years that he fully expects Game Pass to be on PlayStation in the coming future. Uh, just all these bullish claims and very confident in them. And he has this dumb catchphrase on his show that, you know, Colin was right, where he just like <laughs> likes to buck trends and, and try to be, you know, almost like a, um, what do they call the kind of person that's always antagonistic and I don't, I don't, there's a word right. for it. Um, so maybe that's just his, his talking, eating his way into my brain, but I don't know, man, it, it hasn't looked good. I mean, it hasn't looked good since 360, man. I mean, if we're being honest, like the, there was a lot of good rate, you know, positives from the Xbox one generation, you know, Sea of Thieves outperforming Microsoft Fli- flight simulator, the Ori games, but drop in the bucket compared to the other, mo- like, um, uh, gains and successes that Nintendo and Sony have had over the past 10 years, 11 years. So it, it's it's hard not to look at it like the trajectory is down and, you know, you never write off a company like Xbox or like Microsoft who has $3 trillion in their back pocket. Yeah, you but always thought they could muscle through it. Yeah. And, you know, and I, they, they had some, and they had some other financials kind of, I think, post lately where it's like, you know, most of their income comes from their servers and their cloud functionality, things like that. Then, uh, and then uh, office like the office suite, but then third, I guess after the acquisition acquisition of Activision Blizzard is gaming, and then under that is Windows. So it's like it is a valuable part of their fucking business, even if it is only like nine percent or something. It's still huge. So, but of that nine percent, how much is it from hardware sales? Point zero zero two. So like if you can keep that percentages, don't worry about hardware. You just got to make sure you have a plan in place to maintain and retain subscriptions because if Xbox goes away, I think a lot of people are going to be like, okay, well, let me look at PlayStation. Oh, PlayStation Extra is the exact same thing as Game Pass, just never reported on by the industry for some reason. 
fuck, fuck X. Like, I'm not, I'm good. I don't need it. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, I would not want to be a person at Microsoft right now making decisions because I don't know what to do. I would not know what to do. Wouldn't it suck that you're the guy that just signed like Pal World to Game Pass and you're like, fuck yeah, look yeah. what I just fucking did, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. And this is like, I, I did it, man. Yep. No, cheap. I got that game I on Game Pass. saved the industry. Yeah, I just, look how games, I'm sure subscriptions are up and we're like touting this, like this hit game is on Game Pass. I fucking called it, bro. I yeah. called it and then like, Fuck! Ah, oh, well, damn it! All oh, this is screwing little do, us. Little do we know, the person who leaked it is that guy's <laughs> probably, nemesis. Is that probably. nemesis? Oh, fuck you! You're not getting any uh, <laughs> any kudos here. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't want to. We don't need to dive into it. I don't think anymore, Nick. You know, if if we are going to get some. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we probably won't be next podcast because I would imagine the statement will be later in the week. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. but maybe you know if it's big enough. If it is something like everything's going to PlayStation, maybe we record a, a quick, you know, a quick 15, 20 minute interstitial or something just to post. But I don't know. Yeah, big yeah. stuff. So, so yeah, stay tuned for that. It's just, whew, man. Yeah, because like Who I said, dude, like it's this there's is, so many rumors flying around that like it does kind of feel like yeah, I can't pay attention to all these. But like I said, man, like they're talking about Halo, they're talking about Gears of War, they're talking about just every everything. And, yeah, I mean, like uh, like you said, it's not just that's it. It's that's all. Yeah, that's it. If if the next Halo is on everything, then it's over. It's 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 industry shift of, of yeah. massive proportions. Cool. We get to play Elder Scrolls probably though. <laughs> After Starfield, how <laughs> yeah, do you feel know. about that? I don't know. <laughs> I like to I like to think that if if Bethesda can create a cohesive uh, non fast travel world, they probably still got it. At least you know. At least if you're if you're in for an old school type experience. Yeah. I know Mr. Witcher Boy, all right. You sure about for, that? For us for us uh, you sure about that? For us basic <laughs> sure RPG that? bitches that don't need immersion. <laughs> all right. So let's leave Microsoft behind. They're they're a little wounded. And we have a a state of play and and we since this is our last episode as PlayStation Pals, we really gotta talk about that state of play. It was a good one. A good so one. let's good get one. into how the show works because we got that state of play to talk about and our video game character Battle Royale to talk about as well. So this is how the show works. You know, John and I both bring up the three things to talk about. It can be a video game we're playing, a topic, a news item, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PlayStationPals, or a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. I'm mentioning those things, but those things will not exist <laughs> in <laughs> a few days. But anyways, there they are. Any of those things we feel like bringing them, we talk about them. So the first thing we're going to bring is that state of play. It was here on January 31st. It showed 16 games. A lot of our predictions and rumors were correct. So we're going to go through them and the order that they are announced from one by one. And then we're going to go into the ones that were not shown. And then we're going to get our overall thoughts on it as a whole. So Sweet. first up, Helldivers 2 course it's about to come out uh, by the time this show is published it'll be two days away still not reviewed yet but uh february 8th it'll be out john any thoughts just one word max yep yeah we got max yeah the whole the whole purpose of this entire trailer was just to show that one you know that one <laughs> moment we all know it's coming we all know what it is um but did they ever confirm max I don't that think moment, so. But I think a lot of people are talking about it and expecting it. So, uh, yeah, you can be in a big, big robot suit fighting big bugs. And uh, it's, it's, it's very much a if it reviews well kind of game for me. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, previews came up uh, 
after this event and a lot of positive coverage, but again, it'll be out. So right. we'll know. Yeah. And honest, if I'm being very honest, this is probably an extra game in a year for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I sure. even subscribe to extra. <laughs> very true. All right. Next up, we got stellar blade from shift up. It got a six minute trailer along, uh, coming a release date of April 26, 2024, that fog of war kind of, removing itself we're getting a little bit further out april's starting to reveal itself nick's doing uh jazz, jazz hands <laughs> as he's moving as, as, as the, the fog. fog of war is removing itself uh you know what we have a little bit of an expert on this type of game so <laughs> i'm gonna let i'm gonna let sure. john take it away john what did you think we we got this is a very like i said a six minute trailer this is an, as extended as it gets yeah let us know what did you think well, let me let me first off state. I think the trailer was way too long. Okay. Quite honestly, I think they went into a lot more uh, that in the trailer that wasn't needed. I don't need to know about all the intricacies of the characters and things like. Just show me the combat. Show me what this world is, and I'm there. But mm-hmm. uh, no, this this was a very good showing. I feel, and it made me feel especially good because as we were watching it with our fellow fantasy critic um, attendees, uh, they all started asking, "Does anybody have this game?" <laughs> who's got this game and I got to raise my hand and be like yeah I picked it up last week fools uh, and also I don't know if you noticed the new functionality on the fantasy critic site where it says like trending where it shows oh, the oh yeah, yeah 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 so it's like it's it's leading by far the number one trending game for that things that people are picking up so uh, seems to be pretty high on everybody's radar but yeah dude I was getting from from this trailer especially just incredible amounts of near automata vibes which shocking yeah which which listeners of the show know that that's my I don't know it's probably my most special game it's I don't know if it's my favorite game but it's very special and so yeah you get the you know obviously attractive female <laughs> protagonist fo- being followed around by some floaty little robot dude uh-huh. that probably aids in the combat uh Humanity has fled the earth. You got to come back and figure it out and fight the monsters. But that all being said, like, I, I don't expect a story that was nearly as good as Nier Automata, but like the combat looks fun. It looks, it looks fluid. It looks weighty. Um, it looks like the, the enemy variety and designs are great. Um, so if they can nail a lot of the, you know, in-betweens, like good, up, good fun upgrade systems, good moves, uh, move abilities that get progressively more crazy and cool. Um, you know, this is obviously competing in the Dante, Dante, Devil May Cry, uh, Bayonetta, Nier Automata space, and all those games thrive based on how stylish, crazy, cool you can get. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm expecting this one to be pretty awesome. I, you know, I don't know if I'm a day oneer for this. I, anytime there's a new franchise with a new developer, it, it's I'm not going to pre-order it immediately. I think mm-hmm. that's honestly I would advise anybody to do the same. You know, don't give me your money before you know it's something that you're going to want. But um, I think it looks dope from Korean developer Ship Shift Up. Um, I'm there, man. I'm, pro- I'm probably there. I, th- I think this is going to be one I pick up, uh, assuming it does well, which I think it will. Yeah, boy, they leaned hard into near like yeah, they did. everything about it. Just near, 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 near the story synopsis, the robot buddy. Um, I noticed she was wearing a different outfit every two cutscenes. <laughs> well, that's smart, Nick. That's yeah, what that is. yeah, yeah. That's people going, "Oh, it's my waifu. I can dress her up how I want." Yes. Uh, not me, though. I'm not. A, I'm no. Perv. No, no, not at I, all. Not at all. Well, I have said on the show that I am not a character creator man. That's Although, true. Although Cyberpunk kind of changed it a little bit. <laughs> Best thing that game did. But but I think yeah, everything you said. The game looked very looked very good. Everything looked great. Just the combat has to land. That's 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 it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It had looked like some linear sections, uh, some open world sections. It, yeah, I think all all it has to do is land that combat and you, and it's in. And yeah. the story just has to be halfway serviceable. Yeah, um, you know, and and hopefully, hopefully it's not. And and I really hate saying this because I think this argument is one of the video games video game people's worst argument, but I hope it's not like a six to eight hour game. I kind of would hope it's a little more than that. I'm hoping for like a 12 to 15, I think is probably a good spot. Um, but that could be something I, I think a, a potential like, oh, I don't know, it's super short or mm -hmm. something like that. But it doesn't look like they're really trying to do anything like live service-y, uh, you know, make you want to stick around for hundreds of hours, hoping for just a nice, yeah, go in, come out. Maybe it's got a good trophy list, get to plan them and, you know. Then I can have a new two uh, B type crush. <laughs> yeah, man, whenever we do another video game character battle royale, we'll <laughs> yeah, because she's what Eve. Yeah, so yeah, uh -huh. she's Eve. <laughs> All right, so yeah, again, it, it's it's another game to fill out, you know, Sony's second party offerings. Yeah, you know, another console exclusive. So, all right, moving on. Uh, I'm sorry, John. It is a remake of Sonic Generations, Sonic X Shadow Generations, a Sweet. remake of the 2011 game. Um, we are getting a Sonic 3 movie in December of this year. So. I did see Jim Carrey confirm, though. Yeah, Jim Carrey is coming back. That is good. <laughs> so, uh, us, of course, they have to have a. We love Jim Carrey. We have, a, have to have a game to coincide with it. Uh, no release date, but it is coming autumn of 2024. And, uh, yeah, it's just a remake of that game with added shadow content. Yeah, I got nothing. I've never played any 3D Mario or 3D Sonic game. I never want to really play a 3D Sonic mm, game. Nope. Um, you know, great for those fans because Sonic has a weird amount of fans. Yes. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I got nothing. Got nothing here either. All right. Next up, we got Zenless Zone Zero, the third game in the Hoyoverse. It's coming to PS5 later this year. That's that. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Looks like, you know, we've said it on the show before. Looks like the coolest of all the ones they've announced could mm -hmm. be kind of more open worldy, grounded, but I, nah, yeah, it's a gotcha game. Yep. All right. Next up, of course, it's going to be here. Foam Stars, which by the time you're listening to this will be out. If you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it is the foam game like Splatoon in which you are trying to cover the map in more foam than your opponent. It is again free Cover to PlayStation Plus. <laughs> free to PlayStation Plus subscribers. You know what? It's a live service game. Has all the trappings of a season pass and all that. You know, again, but very, try it out. very good impressions from the people who got hands on with it. So, at Summer Game Fest last year. Yeah, yeah I will be. I will be keeping a far eye on this one only because uh, I think this could have a seven-year-old boy cachet. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, multiplayer. Has that aesthetic? If it's good, maybe it's something that Levi. Would and we like. didn't play know. it. It did have that open beta, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's possible no, it's, it's our not listeners. A game I would like. For our sure. listeners have already tried it, so yeah. All right, and next up, uh, just a small game. Trailer may, of the show. Yeah, you may have heard someone on this show talk about it. Dave the Diver yeah. coming to PlayStation in April, and not just that, it is getting Godzilla themed <laughs> DLC coming in May. Hell yes. Yeah, dude. I, I love that Dave the Diver is able to pull in a, a match or like a mix up with Godzilla. I mean, not that Godzilla <laughs> is, you know, the MCU or Star Wars or anything, but it's a world no, it's a known quantity. And that game is so fucking fantastic. I, I will be a double dipper. I'll probably pick this up day one just to, if the trophy list is good. Um, 
honestly, I'll probably do it anyway because that game is just a pure <laughs> joy. But I'm just honestly mostly excited for Nick to be able to play it. Um, yep. You know, since he refuses to borrow my Switch, so he can uh, he can go. You know. Go uh, no, it's go just, diving uh, during the day and, <laughs> and serve some sushi at night like the rest of us. Yeah, it'll just, again, it'll be this year's, you know, it's what, you know, Hades, Neon White, and now Dave the Diver. You know, it's the, yeah. the Switch. It comes out on Switch first, and then it comes to PlayStation. Three great fucking games. Yep. So, so yeah, that's exciting. And yeah, one of my top-tier announcements of the show for sure. Did you have any interest in that game at all before I started gushing about it? Or no. is, it, is it mostly mm. just because me? Okay. Well, and, and Fred Pell of the show, Jake. Uh, Loved it as well, so yeah. You know, I can, and then I can. also, of course, I mean, it reviewed well. It got a lot of love at the Game Awards, of course. You know, outside of the is it an indie game? Yeah, but um, yeah, obviously, you're gushing about it. What was the date on that one? Was there a date? It's just April. Just April. Okay. So no, no, no specific date. Cool. All right, and now we got V Rising from Stunlock Studios. This is a game already out on PC. Currently at an 81 on Open Critic. This is a survival action RPG where you play as a vampire. John, what were your thoughts on this one? Piques my interest for sure. Okay. Um, you know, I love the isometric angle. I love action RPGs. I love tight looking combat, and it looked like it had all that. The weird part about it, right, is that survival aspect of the game, mm -hmm. right? You're hitting trees with your thing, you're hitting rocks with your thing, you're building things, and you're doing the thing. But when I thought about it, I do like, a, while I don't like survival games as a whole, like I don't want to play Animal Crossing, I tried Stardew Valley and I understood why it was great, but it wasn't really for me. But I do like these kind of games that have like dueling genres, right? Dave the Diver is a perfect example. You're, you're spending half the time kind of exploring the water, catching fish, upgrading your stuff, but then you're spending half the game too in a restaurant serving sushi to people. Uh, there's another old game I really like called Moonlighter where you would basically explore caves, get resources, come back up, sell them in your shop. And like if the balance is done well enough where you can kind of not get tired out from either or, you know, you're not spending... Because that was kind of, I think, maybe Cult of the Lamb did kind of... Uh, worse I think than the other ones did where I was spending way too much time in the town like I worrying about how much poop I had to clean up who was hungry I wanted to just kind of get back into the dungeons and do more things and it didn't balance that as well so if this one does that um you know I like Diablo I like that kind of stuff I might be checking it out um yeah I, can I don't never know I got an open mind to it don't starve because it yeah, was too survival yeah same so same yeah one to keep an eye on all right next up we got our shadow drop which is Silent Hill, The Short Message. Uh, it's already out. Takes about an hour and a half to complete. It is a first-person puzzle game with some horror elements. Uh, when I took my notes on this, it currently is at a 57 on Open Critic. I did play through it myself. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. I, I, I feel kind of bad reviewing a free game. I kind of don't know what the point is. Is, right. is it to just expand on the brand bring attention to the brand negative attention yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah it was that that was a confusing one because they yeah they didn't even really when they were talking about it it'd be like this ties into two it was just like here it is enjoy and and yeah it it's hard to be so critical of like hey here it is it's free go do it no worries to be mm -hmm. like four out of ten it's yeah like, all right man i i guess thanks but um, is a weird one. Yeah, uh, I don't plan on playing it. It deals with like, yeah, you're a teenage girl and it deals with like bullying and it, it, it deals with, it has full motion video. So it's kind of like got like, 
you know, first person elements, full motion video, and then these monster segments. So it was like really interesting in the beginning, but it kind of gets a little rote when it's like doing it over and over again. And then Good word. it's uh, a little, uh, it covers like what you would expect from teenage girl bullying, yeah. like all the same like plot points that you would expect in like. So why we mean need girls. Trump in office? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what you're you're getting at there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Gender and inclusivity. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what they're going for there. And but I, if they're, it was trying to just be their PT, yeah. like maybe that's it. But anyway, it's out. You could try it yourself. For free. Up next was the proper Silent Hill 2. We got a combat trailer for the game. Uh, no release date, just more of the combat. What do you think, John? Hmm. I feel bad for Silent Hill 2 fans um, for many reasons. I don't think this showed well at all. Um, I think it's seemingly missing the point of what the original Silent Hill 2 was, where it was much more of a psychological um, narrative experience and not so much action gun focused. As you mentioned, this is the combat trailer, so of course you're going to get more of that than you would otherwise, but didn't look the best. The animations looked pretty stiff. Um, they're going to just wedge themselves into a weird corner getting continuously compared to Resident Evil especially two, because that's exactly what this looks like. Even James Sunderland kind of looks like Leon Kennedy. Um, and the fact that there's no date still is kind of just mm -hmm. like, I feel I feel bad for these fans. We've been waiting for this. You know, we ever since this project was announced, it was like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's go. And then you kind of get hit with Bloober Team, and you're like, oh, I don't quite know about that. And then you see it for the first time, you're like, oh, not feeling very confident. And then no date as well is just, you know, we don't need to see updates on games if there's no real update for a game. Like, just update me when you're ready. Honestly, they did more damage than they did uh, good with this trailer. Every sentiment I've seen about it is pretty negative. Um, so definitely needs to cook more, but I am feeling much less positive about this than I was prior to the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty positive about it last week. Yeah. Because <laughs> you I, said yeah. the bones are there. Like, it's how do you mess this up and... You know, and I've are. never played two. I, I did watch a YouTube video of it because mm -hmm. I saw some list that said it was the number one greatest video game narrative of all time, which I don't agree with, but to each their own. Um, but the what I watched was, yeah, it was much more about the atmosphere. You know, if you're shooting, you're probably running. You know, a lot of the combat was just done with that wood plank, and but it was more about the mental anguish of this character. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe they can still get that aspect of it proper. But um, I don't know. It, it, if I was a, a, a somebody that was really anticipating this project, I'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not a great showing. All right. Next up, we had Judas, which, again, was rumored to be there. We got a story trailer. Again, it's hard to make sense of what this game is, but I, I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving every second of it. This was definitely a highlight for me. Again, the the very little gameplay we got, there's a great sense of self. You know, you're seeing your character flail about. Um, Nick loves his first person emotes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk did it for me. It was just like, I I I just don't like to be a disembodied gun. I sorry, I prefer third person. Otherwise, um, it, again, just no date no. in development for PS5. 
can we make sense of this story trailer at all? I still, I'm still kind of in the belief that you are manipulating time in some way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with you in the manipulating time. Or, I think if anything, it's, or maybe you, or let me, let me walk that back a little bit. Or maybe the, the, the story's short enough to where you can play it multiple times to get multiple endings. I could see that, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I do, I, you know, even if you go to their website, they kind of lay it very plainly. It's a narrative single-player experience. And so, you know, I don't think they're going to get too crazy with that. You know, it could be a death loop scenario like we mentioned last week, where I think that's actually a pretty good point, Nick, is like a short experience that you can go through to tackle it in many different ways. But... Um, yeah, it's it's this was pro- this was in probably in actuality my my trailer of the show. I'm very excited for this. It's it looks so stylish and so clean. The animations look great. It looks truly next gen. And Ken Levine, um, you know, if he can nail a, a story like he's done throughout his entire career, could be a, another truly special game from him. Um, was there a date for this one? No. No date? No. no no year or anything either? No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, so buckle up. That one's going to be probably showed for a while, but yeah, uh, probably, a ga- probably a day one buy. Yeah, the PlayStation blog, uh, Ken Levine was talking about it. Big emphasis on decisions. Um, you, will, oh. you will shape these characters in, in ways that, you know, no other game has before. Oh, so. except for Bioshock. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, but no, dude. I, I think this is this is going to be one of those examples of um, a game that's like, oh, you guys didn't wear the inspiration on your sleeve; you wore it on your fucking face. Like, <laughs> you know, even the the plasmid, right? The the fire in one hand, probably a gun in the other. It looks like Ken's just going for Bioshock again, which I honestly just I don't care. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we got Metro Awakening VR from Vertigo Games. This is a new game in the Metro series. Probably the best-looking PSVR 2 game we have seen so far. Um, John, what did you think about it? Real high on this one, man. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this game has an incredible amount of potential. I think Metro is the perfect... You know, We talk about... We and everybody, honestly, in the industry talks about how for PlayStation VR to be successful, you need to produce these high-budget, AAA-looking experiences if you can add in an already existing IP bonus points. And I think Metro is the perfect one. You know, it's a very immersive first-person shooter that, you know, has a high emphasis on kind of a slower pace, right? You have to wipe your mask when you're out in the dust or whatever Mm -hmm. because you'll get radiation you have to use your flashlight i think it's going to be a perfect marriage for a vr experience and if you get the right team to do it and i i think that this could be it's not going to move units i I don't think metro is the type of ip to do that but it will be a game if done right that people champion and that people kind of point to to be like look this is the experience that you need to buy this thing for because you can't experience uh, a game like it anywhere else and I, i think this one could be pretty cool yeah, it's the first, you know, 2024 game to look out for. Well, I take uh, that back. The what? next game oh, okay. is going to be the, the first 2024. This is the second game of 2024 game, 2024 game to look out for because the next game <laughs> is the first one, and that is Legendary Tales from Urban Wolf Games. It is out February 8th, so by the time this is published, it, it'll be out in two days. Um and uh, what really got me on this trailer was when 
He was removing rubble, and a skeleton was under it, and he picked up the skeleton just to pummel its face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Magic of VR, dude. But uh, <laughs> a great, great use of just weapons, throwing uh, shields, wielding staffs. At the end of it, you, you're wielding what, Mimir? Mimir? Yeah, Mimir. Mimir. Uh, just the, you know, it, it didn't have the graphical fidelity of uh, uh, Metro Awakening, but just the silliness of what you can do with a bunch of weird weapons and just beating the shit out of a, a bunch of enemies. It just it just makes me laugh. It's, yeah. a, it's a good, silly trailer, and it looks like a good dungeon explorer, and just just have fun. Yeah, it kind of had a Skyrim, like, aesthetic, yes. you know, to me. Um, did you know, Nick, that this one's already out? Like, it's been in early access since 2021? Oh yeah, so I'm just looking. I'm looking that up right now too. Uh, early access says 2021, so which is good because I mean that's three years that they've had to improve and work on it. Uh, currently sits at a very positive on Steam. So uh, yeah, I mean this is this is a, a, a it looks like the type of experience you can only have in VR, and we need more of those. Uh, I will say though, horrible name. Legendary yeah. Tales, come on, that's the most forgettable vanilla <laughs> video game thing ever. You gotta, you gotta figure that one out, Urban yeah. Wolf, but because Urban Wolf is kind of a cool name, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, you know, if I ever, if I ever have a that moment where I just, oh, my, oh, I have to buy a VR today because that's how I work. Um, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll check this one out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Again, PSVR two needs games, and I'm glad that the two games that were shown are pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. No Astrobot, but it's fine. No, no, but we'll, we'll get to that. All right. Next up is Dragon's Dogma 2, again, coming March 22nd. Uh, nothing nothing too groundbreaking here, just more more monsters, more more magic, more fighting. I'll let, I'll let John take this one because it, it changed his mind. Let's hear it, John. What, what did yeah. you see that what did you see that changed your mind? Day one buy? No. Special edition? No. no Collector's no, no. edition? No, no, no. I think no. that's what I you don't said? Even, I don't even know if I'll play it, <laughs> oh. honestly. Because, oh. like, I mean, okay. I've tried Monster Hunter. I've tried Dragon's Dogma 1, but bounced off both of those very quickly. But, no, I think just in terms of what the experience is, is aiming for, um, I think they're going to do it in spades. I mean, there's been a lot of weird talk about this game in the past week or so where uh, the director is saying things like, well, if you make a fun game, you don't need fast travel. You don't need quest markers. And it's like, I get what you're saying, dude, but sometimes you just want them there. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they do include those kind of things. But no, I I think graphically it looked great. It looks like there's a lot of different variety for the way you can approach different enemies. Um, You know, definitely had the sense of scale with some of the monsters you got to fight. But I I don't know if I have any specific thing that I can point to. I just think that this was probably the best the game has looked. And, you know, if, if you can provide a smooth experience with fun open world things to do it, it'll it'll find success um 30 frames per second's kind of gross honestly and they, they have confirmed that but it's capcom capcom with you know the exception of exo primal has only delivered bangers since resident evil 7 so it'd be i think it's it's it'd be weird if it wasn't wasn't good i know we had a different opinion what two or three weeks ago that we kind of thought this game might be a little ugh, but uh i i have confidence in it now okay it just looks it looks clean mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I'm all, I'll be on the fence. But. I just I just don't like those attack this crazy big monster that you have to fight for 35 minutes thing. I, that's just me. I don't. Right. I no, don't I'm with like you. that. So I'm with you. 
All right, next up is another game coming out on March 22nd. We got a four-minute gameplay demo for Rise of the Ronin. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This game just, there's something off about it. There's something off about it. Some, something in my brain is uh, saying... Don't approach me with caution. Yeah, approach me with caution. I'm a low 70, Nick. I don't know if I go 70. low 70. I'm, but I'm telling you, yeah. I got a tingling. I got really? a tingling. Something in my gut. I mean, I, th I think they're really trying to, to capture the Assassin's Creed type of formula, maybe, where you might be approaching more um, breadth than depth. You know, if you know what I'm saying. But I think there was some things to to be excited for if you are looking forward to this game. I think the traversal is something they're obviously trying to, yes. to show off, which is like you go from grapple hook to flight back into grapple hook. like And land on your horse. <laughs> land on your horse, continue going. That type of stuff, if it's implemented well, does feel good. Um, uh, weapon variety was very nice. Yeah, weapon variety. I, I think there's, you know, it's, it's a, I'll, I'll say this, it's a setting that I'm pretty unique too, where it's like this fusion of Western society with, uh, you know, Japanese traditionalism. Like yeah. that's a, that's a weird dynamic, but. And it has, it, I'm sure we've seen this before, but it, it's very souls combat, very deliberate, very like a lot of blocking, a lot of like, you know, watching your opponent's attacks to yeah. find an opening. Uh, yeah. And like looking at it, I'm, I'm literally watching it right now. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima mixed with a little bit of souls, which not, I liked Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima's combat, but like I got to admit, like when I would get into those standoffs, standoffs they just frustrated me because I, I would always be hmm. late or I'd always be I don't know. It's just like I feel like there's no depth here. It's just like way, 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 way to go, and that, that's like kind of it. But I don't know. I, I think this one will be you know in that tier of like the Wulongs and the Neos and like those low eighty mm, type games. I, I, I think this will this will fit itself into into there nicely, but. Um, not a day one buy. It's a it's a wait and get on a sale kind of game. If I were to ever play it, which I probably won't because I don't have time. <laughs> Story of John's life. Story there's never no, there's gonna be no day one buy. Despite to, Nick likes to bring up every time I bring this up. But you had the most hours played last year. <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah, you're right. You're big right. Big asterisk. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're almost to the end here. Next up, we got Until Dawn. That that uh, remake is true. Coming from Ballistic Moon, not super massive games. Uh, they're bringing it in Unreal Engine 5. They're adding a third-person camera. They're going to add new interactions and collectibles. It is coming later this year. I Wait, don't... a third-person camera? Isn't the game in third-person? Yes, but you cannot move the camera. It's fixed, like uh, oh. old-school Resident Evil games. Oh, very nice. Okay. So, uh, so, they're, so you know, they're, they're adding more. They're making it a little bit more modern. I think I... Correct me if I'm wrong, John. I think our sentiment's the same. Mm. It's still the same game, mm. still the same story. Mm. From what we saw in that trailer, mm. I think we're same opinion. Yeah, I I don't need this. Um, I would encourage anybody who likes narrative adventures that hasn't experienced it to definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, there's nothing there's nothing about this that is making me clamoring to go back. I will say it's they did more to it than I thought they would do. It does look modern and up to date, and that's all great, but. Uh, I can't. I could not explore or find a reason to go back. No. I mean, it'd be if if they. Do you think that they would include a PS5 upgrade path for those who already own it? That's a good question. Like, like I, if it was free, maybe. 
I don't think I'd even pay ten dollars for it though, especially like. That's a good question. That's know. a good question. I don't know. You know, so because a lot of us by now have certainly got it through, you know, extra right. or, uh, essentials. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but so uh, you know, uh, can we can we kind of stop with the remakes and remasters though? Do no. we do we need to do we need to do every single game? No, no we like, we no we we have to do every single game except for Bloodborne. <laughs> every game in Bloodborne until every PS4 game is remade. Until Bloodborne, Bloodborne, then we can stop. I, I did see somebody make a joke about like, so is there like going back to the Microsoft thing? So, so they're telling me there's a future where Halo is running at 60 frames on PlayStation before Bloodborne does. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of it though. It's just like, okay, do we need until dawn? Do we need fucking you know? There's rumors that Drake's Fortune is going to get remastered. It's like I don't know, man. We don't need every single game that sold over 1.5 million copies on PlayStation Three and Four to have a remake and modernize like. At some point, and that's well, I'm not going to bring this back into the Microsoft conversation. That, that, you'll get you'll get me going for a while, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's play it if you haven't. Other than that, moving on. Yes. All right. What? We're on to nine minutes. Yeah. A nine minute gameplay trailer, and you may ask, who would bring a nine minute gameplay trailer? Well, if you've been in the industry long enough, you know only one man. Yeah, it's you. That man is Hideo Kojima, and that game is Death Stranding 2. That is right. That is correct. Death Stranding 2 on the beach got a nine-minute gameplay trailer. It is, in fact, not coming this year. It is coming 2025. But, boy, did we see a lot of this game. And it is a Kojima trailer. Mm-hmm. Is fragile have robot hands that cover her mouth and light cigarettes for her? Is could is um Sam Porter Bridges carrying a puppet very like Mimir with Kratos that talks and will be your gets mad if you touch him? Yeah, will be your buddy, which honestly, great idea to take. It is a, great it's a fucking idea. awesome yeah, idea. Mimir's the man, dude. Um, is there does the game look fucking amazing from? Every angle possible, every in- biome, yeah. every destructible environment, earthquakes, uh, tsunamis, destroying all those beautiful things you were that building mo- in the previous game. That moon shot, dude. Yeah. Shot with the moon <laughs> in the background. Um, is there a robot ninja fight that has a baby voice mm-hmm. <laughs> fighting against Troy Baker, who's fighting him with a guitar axe that shoots lightning? Of course there is, because it's a Kojima trailer. John... We got all that and much more. We got George Miller, famed director, George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road, great movie, mm-hmm. piloting what looks like to be a flying Metal Gear. It looks like it be your mobile base. Sure, why not? Yeah. It's a Kojima trailer. What are your thoughts, John? What do you got? Uh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Really? You speechless after all that? <laughs> I um, This trailer... Uh, send me through some emotions. Okay, yeah. I, um, uh-huh. I think I've made my my opinion pretty clear on this show that I think Hideo Kojima is. An, Choose your words wisely. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I want to make sure I maintain my friendship with Will. Um, I'm not going to say overrated because I don't think he is the most overrated. He is some of the most genuinely original and unique ideas in the industry, mm-hmm. and he's able to build worlds that. I 
don't think anybody else in this world could even possibly create in their heads. But utterly fascinating. Yeah. But and it was yeah, it was the most insane trailer I've ever seen from all the things you mentioned to even like, you know, the little baby burping up the ship. Like what the fuck was that? <laughs> um I just I keep going back to like, oh my God, I wanna experience this, but fucking A, do I not want to play it? And that is just a very frustrating thing to kind of try to rationalize in your head um, because I have yet to kind of come across somebody who's able to explain the gameplay of Death Stranding or anything about it, the things that I don't like about it in a way other than like, eh, it's just probably not for you. You know, it's just like, yeah, 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 you do just walk. Yeah, you do just kind of got to get over from point A to point B. Yeah, you do got to deal with the BTs, but eventually they're not going to be so bad. And just everything about it just continuously comes back to like, I can't, I, I can't imagine that being a fun 60 to 75 hour experience for me, you know, or the other positives that people love to bring up. It's like, oh, the music's incredible. It's like, I know the music's incredible. I, I got through a lot of the intro parts of that game, but that's not a way for me to continue going forward. So I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know if this, you know, I, I watched like a 25-minute story recap of the game. I'm sure that does no justice to the actual story. You know, anybody who's actually into it is probably going to tell you you miss so much by not actually playing it. But it's just frustrating because I don't have the time on my hands to do it. I don't think it is going to be at the end of the day a game that I walk away from going, oh my God, that was incredible because those type of games for me are the gameplay focused games. The, the Hadeses and the Nier Automatas and Bloodborns and Elden Rings and Cupheads and Neon Whites. Those are the ones that I walk away from going like, oh my God, I love that. So I, I think unfortunately this is just going to be one again that's just, it's just not for me, but I will be very interested listening to people talk about it, people who have played it, see what they have to say about it. And maybe they're going to tweak enough that, like, you know, it, it does enough to to get me to go in and at least experience it. I just, I hated his, U, I hated those UIs so much, almost more than the way that the game played. Where I was just like, I don't know, all these lines are crisscrossing, there's all these icons that they don't explain what they are, I don't know what this is, is that a currency, is that a resource, <laughs> what is that, what do I need to build this thing? It just, it all seems so convoluted for Kojima's sake. That, um, you know, it just kind of turned me off and I don't know, I, I, it almost feels like I'm just like on the other side of a glass where all the other people are out there having fun with this thing. And I'm like, it's just not approachable for me. I don't know. I don't know how to feel it, <laughs> feel about it, but I don't know. What are, what are your th thoughts? Cause I think this one did kind of make you question, should I go back and give this fucking franchise another try? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go back to the, uh, into my thoughts on the old game. That's yes. I want to, I want to give it another shot. Of course. Because this game looks awesome, it looks it looks great, it looks amazing in every every sense of the. Oh, also, sorry, I still hate Norman Reedus. I don't know why. Okay. Can't help it. Because <laughs> I, I do come the, from this world of Metal Gear. I love Metal Gear. I rank it as one of my favorite franchises of all time, and and I loved. And I ate up every nine minute trailer for Metal Gear Solid Four and Five. I loved them so much, um, and. You know, it, it was a bummer to bounce off Death Stranding, and I think I do really think I just didn't give it enough. I should have pushed through it, but it's it's hard when you're there's other games to play. Time's not infinite anymore. Um, but uh, but this trailer, it, I, I want to play that game. I want to play that game. That game looks amazing. Everything about it. 
Even when you think about walking and then you get grabbed by some goopy dudes and you lose all your packages and you got to go try and get back up and then you run into a thing, like an <laughs> invisible thing, because your bike doesn't want to go over it. And Yeah, I think I think you just... I think you just you just gotta like just do you just gotta for, accept do it. Do it for the story. Yeah, I think I think you gotta accept it and you know those are not it's not necessarily a fail state. You just you just gotta get through it and I think you'll be fine. You know, you just accept it. And yeah, you'll, and you'll get through it. But you know, the again the the, tra- the trailer looked the trailer looked awesome and it did. It's gonna be that's a premier game next year for sure. Yeah. W- without a doubt. It's his attention to detail, the the fidelity of the the faces, like this this is that's a next gen game. That's, I mean, I will say, yeah, probably it, the best looking environments I've ever seen. Probably, yeah, yeah, it's it's that is a next or I, I know we say next gen, but it it's a current gen game. Yeah. It's it, it is a PlayStation Five showcase game, and it you know if again we when we talk about our top ten PS Five games, it's a lot, we try to put on there games that say this is what shows off your console. That is a trailer that shows off what a console can do, and it's Kojima. We have every faith that that is that game is going to look like that, and right, incredible, just incredible. So I'll tell you what wasn't incredible though is the next announcement. <laughs> well, no, 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 no Wells. Well, the frustrating thing is the showcase should have ended on that. I 100% believe that because. That was a showstopper, mm-hmm. as we just talked about. Yep. But we're not done. So so what we got at the very end is Herman Holst. Uh, I don't remember his title. He's he's the president of like first-party studios or something. Yes. Uh, with Hideo Kojima. And they're basically just, uh, you know, again, it's, it's like um, Jeff Keighley with Hideo Kojima. They're just, he's just... Love fest for Hideo Kojima. But in that, they talk about how they want Hideo Kojima to return to what he's great at, and that is action espionage, Metal Gear. You know, again, like I said, I rank Metal Gear one of, uh, one of the greatest franchises of all time, just a game changer for the industry in a lot of ways. And I'm just going to take it right from Kojima's mouth on Twitter. They announced Fizzent, working title. That's not what the game's going to be called. And this is going to be after Death Stranding 2, probably after OD, their Xbox project. Uh, This will be a third-person, new original IP since the establishment of Kojima Productions. It is a completely new action espionage for the next generation. So, PlayStation 6. It will be created using cutting-edge technology and the best talents from around the world, both from film and video games. Of course, of course, this is an interactive game. Game is in quotes. But the look, story, theme, cast, acting, fashion, sound, etc. are all at the next level of digital entertainment, in quotes. That could be called a, quote-unquote, movie. Mm. So. It's <laughs> annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It will probably be something else. You could not, just like that trailer we just saw for Death Stranding 2, your most wildest dreams, you cannot predict what this could be. But it's Kojima. It could bring in any talent from Hollywood, anyone you could imagine. Taylor Swift. (laughs) That's where you would go? (laughs) I just... 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. He, that this is happening. I just, I have a problem with PlayStation Six. Why are we talking about this right now? Why did you guys feel the need to bring this in? And it just, I can't help but think it just keeps going back to stroking that man's ego. And I, just, it just, it just drives me nuts. Where I, I, I appreciate your talent. I appreciate everything you've done for the industry. But why does everybody need to fucking prop him up so much higher than anybody else? Yeah, I, we, I just don't get it. And like the whole, you know, camera zooming away, drone thing at the like it just it's always so much with him, and it just it just gets frustrating. And yeah, it's a continuation of the game awards. It's, yeah, it's, it really is. And yeah, I mean, again, he, he is doing things that it just seems like nobody else is doing. But it's like let's let's step it back. He's he's a video game creator. He gets paid probably an insane amount of money. I'm sure. And he's doing fine. Like, but let's let's step it back. It's great that he's his he's got three projects in development right now that are fully funded. That's that's awesome. That you know, it it was it was a dark time when he got the whole the whole thing between him and the separation with Konami. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome that he came out of that swinging with Death Stranding and, and, and was successful once again. Got some, some big dick energy. Yeah, you know, and then and is just continuing just to be this legendary creator. But yeah, let's let's take it back and uh, you know let's just let him continue to do well, <laughs> to be him. Yeah, it's just I mean I I criticized I, rightfully so you know announcing Elden. Elden Rings, Elder Scrolls Six in 2018, when that game's obviously not coming out till at least for 10 years after that. And right. I would like if this is a PS6 game, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt, which I don't think it will be. But like a launch game, that's still five years out, four years out at least. We don't need this kind of stuff. <laughs> we don't know what Sony's making in the next six months. I don't need to know what Kojima's working on five years from now. Like, tell me what Sucker Punch and fucking Insomniac and Blue Point and Housemark and <laughs> you know, it's that's that's where the frustration comes in. I don't. Hideo is an incredible talent, an incredible person in this industry. Just come on. Just yeah. come on. And it, it might be just part of it. It, it obviously is probably, it might be him. Cause, I think it is. Because obviously, I think saw, it is. That's why I think his ego with, is unparalleled. Like every single game he makes with property, as you see his name 17 times. Because like we saw it at the Xbox showcase. Uh, OD? Yeah, not, no, not let, yeah, last year when he was just. He was just like, I'm making a game. Yeah. At the, and that was it. And they're like, oh, thank you, Kojima-san. And then they moved on. And you're just like, what, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, yeah, great. You're making a game. But can we see more? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, um, I don't know, maybe, the, maybe he's got terminal cancer and we don't know it. And they're just trying to get him out there as much <laughs> as possible. Uh, he's up there. But, yeah, it's. Uh, also, weird. It says he's only worth $30 million. I would have thought way more than that for that guy. I mean, that's still pretty I, wish, I wish I had that, but he's I don't know. He's, he's yeah, seems higher than that. Um, but no, I and and, and that ended the show. Um, hmm? All right, so let's let's quickly go through what was not shown. Um, let's save the big one for last, but uh, not shocker because these were kind of shots in the dark. Astrobot, Behemoth, Destiny, Shadow of the Earth Tree. Mm-hmm. Are, are, we're just eh. Yeah, those were yeah. shots in the dark. Yeah, of course. But the big one, which was rumored, Billy Bukun, who correct, who correct, <laughs> Billy Bukun, <laughs> who correctly predicted Death Stranding two on the beach and Until Dawn, also predicted Concord to be there, not there. Yeah. What's up with that? 
What's up with that? <laughs> I don't up, know. What's up with you? I mean, obviously, obviously, we're at the beginning of the year. Could doesn't really mean much, right? Mm. You know, I mean, this could also lead into my next question because. Um, when do they speak again? Well, yeah. When do they need to speak again? But also, we only got the fog. That fog of war only lifted till uh, April. Yeah. Sony's uh, summer and fall and winter still unknown because Concord wasn't there. Death Stranding Two is now next year. Judas is obviously further out, probably next year. What is it? we don't we still don't know. Yeah. What's the, what's the lineup? I think it might be it might be becoming clearer and clearer that this is Sony's strategy with uh, unveiling things is we wait until right before the next announced thing is about to come out, <laughs> and then we just announce the next thing, and we'll see you again in that cycle, right? Where Helldivers Two was before this, I think the only thing with a release date that was first or second party, I think. And we know that's coming out in a couple of days, so now it's time to talk again. So I would expect if we're going to get Stellar Blade late April, we'll probably, it might be a little pushed because you kind of talk around that time of year in, in rhythm with E3, even though E3 is dead. So I would expect probably, yeah, some sort of state of play in May that'll showcase the summer and fall. Well, we got a showcase last year in May. Yeah, or a showcase. Uh, that, that'll be the next time they talk. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's where they do it, and maybe they just decided that, you know, Concord... Concord's first impression is v much more important than a lot of things. Um, I mean, not only uh, unannounced Sony first-party games, but this is going to probably be the first, like, quote, un like, not, not true live service, because some people argue, like, MLB The Show and these other things that I guess, but, like, this is the first one uh, that will be, like, their push into this Jim Ryan 12 live service game initiative thing. So it really needs to make that first impression strong. So maybe it wasn't ready. Maybe they, you know, was kind of on the fence and they didn't know where it was going to land. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just kind of one of those, like, we got a great show. And um, one thing we didn't mention, I don't know if you were going to mention, is that Yeah, the I forgot about it. Okay. At the very end of, after Fizzant, they mentioned that State of Play was going to be back uh, tomorrow? Yes. By the time you listen to this, yeah, another State of Play for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be airing. Uh, around 20 minutes long, and that demo that we said is very likely last week yeah. will probably is almost all but confirmed. Yep, uh, to be released. So not that I think that they would use that. That um, you know they're very clear. This is Final Fantasy VII. They're going to be talking about. So I don't think they'll like be like, hey, by the way, here's Concord or anything like that. But um, I don't. You know, I think it's just it's just a timing thing. I think they like to keep their cars closer to their vest more than ever, and it's annoying. <laughs> um, it's it's especially annoying again with the Kojima announcement and like why did Wolverine get a four year lead up and and you know it's just like there's little weird things here and there. But yeah. um, I don't know. No, I yeah I agree. They're cagey with other things and full of information for others. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but again, it's it's we got we got a bunch of big games coming, so you know, we're we're satiated until May and then hopefully they'll they'll fill out the rest of the Well and year. you know, if uh in two weeks we might get no you know, maybe Indiana Jones and some other stuff will be played oh, this yeah. year. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Starfield's coming out in June. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's true, yeah. If next, if next week is like, because part of that rumor was that uh, Hi-Fi Rush is a Q1 game for PlayStation. So if, if Hi-Fi Rush is like a March game, then there's there's more coming. Yep. So, but 
I'm, we're kind of talking from a first party, second party showing. Not, yeah. Not third party, but. Right. All right. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, overall, I think that was definitely maybe the media state of play we've ever gotten. I mean, yes. I, you know, I, uh, there's been probably 15 of them at this point, so it's hard to think back on all of them, but, you know, to get a nine minute Kojima trailer to see, um, Stellar Blade, oh, look at my Judas, <laughs> the things we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to get a lot of those second party announcements, um, with some fun indies here and there, Dave, the divers, endless zone zero, whether they're for you, for you or not, it's endless zone zero is gonna be fucking huge. Um, Silent Hill 2 update, Judas, like it was, it was, it was a good one. Um, yeah, I think again, we, we've had this, a lot of filler since, since that horrible showcase, our, our big point of contention has been better curation and you're taught all these good indie games, good VR games, good big titles, uh, just everything, everything's hitting here. So yeah, I mean the Sonic game was probably the only one where I go, oh, get, get, come on, <laughs> get, I don't care at all, but but uh, yeah, it, nothing overstays its welcome. Yeah, maybe spending nine minutes on Death Stranding, six minutes on Stellar Blade, a little too long for both games, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You, you know, both those games look very good. So yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go on to our video game character battle royale. Let's announce the results from last week. Okay, are they not good for you? <sighs> I. What is the appeal of Crash Bandicoot? I don't know. He is now taken down two of the platform uh, mascots, and Nathan Drake and Master Chief. <laughs> can can people who are voting for him let me know? Because I would love to know. You can't hit him with projectiles. He just spins him <laughs> out of the way. Okay, I guess. Uh, sure. And then and the other one, yeah, Kratos is beat Smanakuma. Okay, yeah, I'll, I will accept that. But... Uh, Come on now, what the, what the, what is the deal with Crash Bandicoot? Like, <laughs> I I don't quite know, man. I mean, I think if honestly, it's probably just a result of him being the fanboy. Like, if there are people voting in our polls that aren't listeners to the show, they just see it and they go fanboy Crash, <laughs> and they just and you. But but this one's a little bit extra confusing because you could also make that same case for Nathan Drake. So I, right. I don't quite know. That's what I think happened with the Master Chief one, where it was just like a because it was also by far the most voted on. We had nine submissions that week, so like I wonder if people just kind of saw. Yeah, but that, that is a poll that also ran in, in the multiple ties. So that poll, has, if you, that's not even including the other times we had to run it. So that I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's just annoying me that Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot is winning the whole thing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kratos is the, it's actually Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bash. <laughs> So, uh, so whatever. There you go. So, John. All right. What was the other result of the other one, though? Oh, I, I said it. It was Kratos beat oh. Monokuma. Oh, Kratos. Like, obvious. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, obvious. I tried my best, you know. I mean, similarly to, I think, maybe a couple of the matchups this week, uh, there's just some matchups that you just, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. know. And, again, they're, they're blind polls. People don't write in as to why they think they're going to win. So, you just... You know, it's, well, it's where it falls. And, and as you asked me, I think last week, Kratos is the fuck, fucking front runner. So and, like, what? And 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 again, John and I are assigned these people randomly. Like mm-hmm. he got Kratos. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> I can't feel too bad. That's my boy. You know, if we if we were drafting these teams, which 
Maybe maybe for maybe another. That's a, maybe that's a round three. Yeah, maybe that's a different way to do this. And yeah, maybe it is a round three. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot number one draft. Here we maybe, go. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, maybe 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 for the, maybe that is an idea. Well, maybe we'll stick with that because maybe the more personal attachment to some of these characters. Because you know, you know, round three, I get two B. You know, it's like. Yeah, I love that you already put her in round three. It's good. <laughs> it's good. But uh, all right, let's move on to the battles this week. We have Solid Snake versus Sora of Kingdom Hearts, and Dante of Devil May Cry versus Ratchet of Ratchet of Ratchet and Clank, of course. Um, I believe I picked the matchup, and you went first last time, so you can pick the matchup, and I'll go first this time. Do mm, your Solid Snake. Solid Snake. All right. All right. So Solid Snake versus Sora. All right. Solid Snake is going to open up with CQC, close quarters combat. Sora's reliance on the keyblade and close range combat will be his downfall, and Snake will land a series of blows and be able to disarm him from his weapon. All right. Sora counterattacks with Sub-Zero Impact. Uh, undeniably demonstrating his physical power the Keyblade bestows upon him, uh, twirling his weapon in a blocking formation and teaming up with Elsa's snow monster, Marshmallow, and then completely obliterates a gargantuan descending meteor that is surely big enough to destroy the entire frozen world. Okay, okay. I thought I just disarmed that Keyblade, but we'll, we'll let that slide. You <laughs> can just summon another one. <laughs> All right, well, this is going to trigger the defensive Octocamo. This advanced suit replicates the textures and appearance of his surroundings, making Solid Snake nearly invisible, also regulating his body temperature to avoid thermal detection. Mm, that's fair. Sora lost track of Solid Snake. However, he summons <laughs> the genie. The genie, uh, uh, almost godlike figure who can just pretty much do whatever he needs to. So, hey, I need to see Solid Snake, genie. Okay, here you go. There he is. <laughs> So he sees him. Now what? <laughs> oh, you're planning for this, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Genie just seems like a one-size-fits-all. <laughs> All right. Well, Fox is going to have to use, or <laughs> Solid Snake is going to have to use his ultimate move, Fox Die, <laughs> a programmable virus that will target Sora and his summable friends. Unfortunately, there's no defense against this virus. It kills them all. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, assuming somehow he doesn't die from the virus, uh, Sora uses his ultimate, which is Union X, which is uh, he summons all of the wielders of the Keyblade, uh, for, forms millions of Keyblades, allows to ride them in the sky, in the sky <laughs> forming a chain of floating uh, Keyblades like a river, and um, basically just blows up everybody because... Uh, you know, if you watch the attack, it, I don't know what you could possibly do against it, but it's it's typical Final Fantasy yeah. bullshit. Yeah, so, Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, that kind of thing. He's like riding it like a Japanese dragon, and just they all just. <laughs> so, um, all right. Quite a different fighting style between those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that leaves Ratchet versus Dante. All right. Uh, you're going first. All right. Well, I think you knew this one was coming, but Dante is a party boy, right? So all Ratchet's got to do, he throws out that <laughs> Groovatron. Dante's dancing the night away. We're not looking to fight. He's just dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to throw the yeah. Groovatron out. All right. 
Dante is going to go to his Quicksilver stance. This fighting style lets Dante slow down time, increase his speed. This will give Dante, advan Dante an advantage in dodging the, project the projectiles that Ratchet heavily relies on and closing the distance. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Dante's still dancing, though, because like, he, he's <laughs> dancing the night away. While he's dancing, Ratchet pulls out his cryo shot, freezes that motherfucker Stone cold. He's not moving. He's not deflecting, dodging out of the way of anything. He's frozen. All right. Dante didn't want to do this, but he's got to go in the devil trigger. <laughs> Dante transforms into his demonic state. De demonic state. This increases all of his stats, you know, speed, strength, all that, including healing. And uh, that's it. Mm. This is not looking good for Ratchet. It's not, but luckily Ratchet has the black hole vortex gun in his back pocket, which uh, the demon he may be cannot escape the uh, sheer power of a black hole. He gets sucked in, <laughs> and Dante, uh, he's spending the rest of eternity in a black hole where time stands still. So, you know, Dante going weapon to weapon with Ratchet, I thought was going to be hard, mm -hmm. but Dante does have one weapon. That can go toe to toe with Ratchet. Which one's that? Is it the guitar or those the motorcycle? No. Okay. It's Pandora from Devil May Cry Four. It is a briefcase that is six hundred and sixty six different weapons. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and in the game, you only get to see seven of those six hundred sixty six, but this includes a triple barrel rocket launcher, Lancer. rock rocket launcher, laser cannons, six barrel Gatling guns, and a large tri blade glaive. This is the only way he's going to overwhelm the arsenal of Ratchet is this weapon. Good weapon. Forgot about that weapon. Yes. There you go. Cool. All right. So is it the space weird alien <laughs> Lombax or the uh, devil guy versus the stupid friendship worshiping man or the uh, militaristic uh, Trump supporter? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Second time he's mentioned uh, Trump today, people. Yep. So, all right. Well, there you go. All right. So we got to see where we're going next week. Oh, yeah. That's right. The fun part, Dick. Oh, hold on. I didn't remove remove some of our boys. All right. Remove you. All right. And remove Sora. Okay. Next week. Nick's going second now, right? So yep. I will have Sub-Zero. And you will have against Sub Zero, Doom Guy. Oh, Doom Guy. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> All it's right. Pretty good. Second, second matchup. Uh, yes, I got two B. Two oh. B. Come on, somebody shitty against Aloy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. All right, there you go. So Aloy 2B, Doom Guy, and Sub Zero. So yeah, those those polls will be posted to our Twitter account, which will be under a new name. So stay tuned for that. That's right. <laughs> All right. So again, that's that's a really big tease. Is the new name of the show. So stay tuned for that. Don't freak out when a new show is in your feed. But hopefully I'll have enough warnings there to be like, formerly PlayStation Pals. It's just your friends. It's just your friends. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, John. What else do you, what do you, what do you got to tease? Obviously, if for whatever reason Microsoft has an announcement, 
before we record next week, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I am on day three with Abby, so I'm honestly making pretty good progress with the game with Last of Us Part Two. So I would I would like a, a target of having it done next week so at some point you and I can sit down and, and do the spoiler cast yeah, we for start that. Doing that. Um so we'll get that planned out. Um but uh other than that, um no, just just <laughs> that's it. I'm just trying to get through that one. Okay. Um I feel like there's something else though. <laughs> Tears well, of the Kingdom still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. You're no, you're normal. Yep. Your normal like normal just playing two of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and mentioning games, and then we never hear about them again. I don't want to talk about them until I beat them. Okay, you know. So nobody saves the world. I kind of fell off that and got a little samey. Okay, I don't know. All right, I I too will be almost done with Last of Us Part Two. I'm gonna get that platinum. Mm. I'm gonna get it. And then I'm gonna take a vacation to Hawaii because I'm I'm gonna play Lake of Dragon Infinite Wealth. Nice. I think that's a good. Uh, a palate cleanser yeah, of yeah, that'll you know like uh, <laughs> rinse off that uh, I don't know um, everything horrible with life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Nemes of the show also beat uh, Last of Us Part Two, and I said, "How do you feel?" And he's like, "Brutal. I feel brutal." <laughs> yeah, that's that's how, how you feel. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to feel. Yep. Good job, you did it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll have uh, possibly again a. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Yeah. We can check that out. We can check out Foam Stars if we're feeling spicy. Yeah. There's a documentary all about The Last of Us Part Two, and there's some great clips I've already seen about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a big one was circulating its way around the uh, internet this weekend. This is, is it the... The Laura Bailey. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah with people being dicks to Laura Bailey. And her kids. But also... Uh, the the co-narrative writer Haley Gross telling a journalist to suck a dick that's that's great yeah, too yeah for writing a dumb article um, <clears throat> saw a lot of people <clears throat> basically saying that oh, see I told you the writing of this game is horrible see how many times she said fuck in that sentence I'm like do you that people that's how people talk <laughs> shut up <laughs> so uh, yeah if you haven't checked that out that is on YouTube a whole documentary that covers the development of that game the leak of that game um. Yeah, to, to all the way to, you know, him talking, well, very cryptically about the future of the franchise. Not not a lot to go off of. But. No. And then, uh, yeah, we have an email. We got emails. So you can check that out, too. So yeah. lot, lot, lots of fun stuff. So Cool. No. All right. What's the song, John? Uh, because Death Stranding was such a crazy trailer, figured we'd go back to the soundtrack from the first game, which is one of the one of the parts of it <clears throat> that I enjoyed with the small time I had. Uh, so from Low Roar, the song Bones featuring Joffrey Roar, <laughs> Joffrey Roar. <laughs> but yep, just another one of those uh, very chill, uh, zen-like kind of songs you would expect to see when you're walking through a desolate wasteland. Perfect, perfect. All Such right. is life. Yes. <laughs> All right. Again, we will be back next week with six things. We thank you for listening. We thank you for listening to the PlayStation Pals. You know, you'll always be a pal to us for listening to us. And again, we'll be back next the next week with six more things under a new name. Bye, guys. Ciao. Give me hope and give me doubt Well, I loved you then, but I don't know
from home.